Hi everyone, welcome to Murders in Paradise. I am Jen, joined as always by Jerdad. Good evening. Good evening, Jerdad. How's it going? Good. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. Ah, good. Uh, so we're back for another spooky Halloween month episode. Yeah. Halloween and um, keys. <laughs> but before that, uh, we do have some serious business to take care of. No, like for real. Uh, so I got an email from a family member of Tara Rosado, who was one of the murder victims in uh, the case that we covered in episode eight about Jeremy McCauley. And the family member was rightfully kind of irritated with me because one, I called Tara Terry and I don't know why. I went back through the articles that I looked at. They all called her Tara. I called her Terry for some reason. I don't know if I saw an article that had her name incorrectly like that. Um, or if I just messed it up in my head as I have done before. Um, but she also pointed out that the one long form article that I used was really sensationalized. And, uh, anyway, we had an email conversation and, uh, I was like, you know, I didn't reach out to the family. I don't do first person research. Like this is not, you know, if you're looking for accurate reporting, like journalistic coverage, investigative journalism, like, yeah. this is not it. Uh, I mean, I, you know, I have an appointment in the journalism school at college park and I work with a lot of journalists and, you know, professionals. And I know how hard that work is. Like I've done journalistic work before and it's a ton of work and it's it's something that I really respect and that's not what we're trying to do here. I'm not doing any first person research. Basically what I'm doing here is reading you other people's articles and yeah. I try to find ones that tell the story well because that is uh, easy for me. And in this case, I picked one that apparently sensationalizes a lot of stuff, uh, which I didn't understand. I read a bunch of other articles, but this one, you know, just kind of had it all packaged up and so she pointed out that uh the thing that she was most upset by is that i had kind of given more light to this story that really was an unfair coverage of it and so i asked her to point me to some that she thought was better and she did um david godhue who writes for the miami herald pretty extensively covered the case and I had read his articles before, but he kind of had, you know, just regular coverage of it as things were happening. So in the description for this podcast, we're going to link to some of his articles, which are going to give you a better coverage of sort of what happened in that case. That's less sensationalized than the one that we talked about in episode eight. So, uh, I don't, you know, we never want to disrespect the victims in the families. Like I think we both take that very, seriously and uh at the same time like i'm like we're this podcast just isn't us doing deep research no and you cite you cite your sources and we tell you where we get it and you know it's not us making it up but it's also not us double checking and triple checking none no everything that's written about a, a case i mean uh yeah the prep for this podcast is like if the podcast is 45 minutes the prep is maybe not even 45 minutes. Like I look for articles and I look for cases and I kind of read a few of the articles. I'll pick the one that tells it best and I'll basically retell that with a few details added in from other places. So I'm not doing deep research on here. That's just not what we're doing. Uh, At the same time, I feel really bad if I've picked like a crappy article that 
you know, sensationalizes something. So um, I appreciate that family member reaching out. They did tell me um, that the children of Tara Rosado, who we sort of opened with, who were kind of in the house. Walking down the street. Yeah, really sad. um, That they're doing well, that they're living with family members now and that they're happy and healthy. So that is at least a good additional bit of information that they're doing okay. Good. So um, sincere apologies for you know, picking a sensationalized article, uh, which looked like could kind of tell from the picture that it was a little over the top, but didn't think that it was inaccurately. So, um, but I will give you guys the links, uh, to some better articles to get some additional details on that case. If it's one that you want to dig into. Good. Okay. So that's the serious business taken care of. Um, now we are back in October semi-serious okay not even serious this is like the other one i picked the wrong article here we're just talking about stuff that's made up so uh we're talking about spooky halloween in key west dude robert the doll is real (laughs) oh my god yeah so we watched when we we talked about robert the doll in last week's episode he is real i seen him with my own eyes that's true no that's the doll totally exists we have seen it and we mentioned in last week's episode that there are a bunch of movies about Robert the Doll. And we didn't realize we had even watched one of them, which is like the third in a series. The we, third sequel, oh I think. Oh, my God. And so called The Toy Maker, which was <sighs> terrible. But it was about a, a doll that fights Nazis in World War II, so that's pretty good. The, the doll did hate the Nazis, <laughs> so, I mean, points to the doll. Hey, you need, a, you need something, man. You yeah. Need something. Uh, we watched the first one today, which was just called Robert. We watched it on Amazon Prime. You can watch it for free, which is all you should pay for it. It's worth free. <laughs> it, it's worth it's being not. Free. They should pay you. you that would, should be one that you get it's a dollar bad. credit if you watch it. <laughs> it's bad. Uh, it does have, like, the same names, like the Otto family and the boys called Gene. Gene and uh, But it's, like, set in England maybe except there's also some random americans in it Mm -hmm. and the doll is not the actual robert the doll though it does say he lives in key west now uh don't watch it i mean no we watch a lot of really terrible like horror movies but we only watch like the ghosty haunty ones not the slasher violent ones yeah and we watch really really bad ones this was down there was not good i tried to turn it off in the middle and then jay was like, like what are you doing and i'm like this is terrible i'm doing research for yeah and thing. he's like oh we got to be able to talk about it and i was like oh, fine it turns into terrible. a little bit chucky-esque like a doll is wheeling doll with a knife, knife and a yeah. baseball bat and it's like the physics wouldn't work you know if you can't get any <laughs> torque on that swing from like little nubby arms when you're yeah. a little 10 pound doll there's no way you could swing a baseball bat yeah I mean, well, it's just in all other respects. <laughs> but that's it also so sucks in all other respects. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. So anyway, that's Robert the Doll from our last episode. Uh, this week, I think we're going to do a twofer of ghost stories from the Keys for Excellent. Spooky Halloween. So, um, okay. Story number one is the lady in blue in Captain Tony's saloon. Oh, it- Captain Tony's is my favorite bar in the world. We go to, so uh, if you know about bars in Key West, you probably have heard of Sloppy Joe's, where Hemingway drank. Except the current Sloppy Joe's, one, tourist trap, two, in a different location than the bar where Ernest Hemingway drank, 
The bar where Ernest Hemingway drank the original Sloppy Joe's is what's now Captain Tony's. Um, Has a big fish outside and people try to throw quarters (laughs) in the mouth. There's like a five foot fish mounted like above the sign and people stand with their back to the fish and throw quarters like over their head, over their shoulder backwards to try to get them in the fish's mouth. Yeah. We've never tried that, but we've watched a lot of people throw Sober, a lot of quarters. Drunk, yeah. Yeah. Uh, inside the bar. There's a tree. Goes through the bar. There's a tree. There's like, it was the original hanging tree of Key West. That's got to be haunted. Isn't man. that cool? So haunted. The floor is just like concrete. It's poured around the tree and the tree grows in the middle of the bar up through the roof. Um like many bars in the Keys and in Key West, there's like dollar bills stapled all over the ceiling. A lot yeah. of dollar bills. Of course, me being an attorney and risk averse, I'm always like, what if there's a fire? All the money goes away. One bar, I don't know if it was in the Keys or not, took like $20,000 of singles off that were like stapled to it down and donated it to Bahamas Hurricane Relief. Oh, that's cool. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, Which I is probably like... Week one layer i mean they probably still have all yeah i don't think it looks sparse now (laughs) there are so many dollar bills yeah i mean i think they've calculated for some like no name pub which is on no name key i think it's something like one hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of singles that's what i mean stapled every surface burn yeah well this is what gr dad worries about (sighs) uh so anyway that's all plus there's like from older days i'm going with the 80s there's a bunch of like bras stapled there's some bras but there's also like every i think police officer or military unit and navy unit they yeah they donate a patch or a helmet or yeah something it's it's very sort of entertaining to look around and read all the the things that are there it's cool so when jared dad and i go one there's always like the same dude with his guitar singing songs, uh, <laughs> he's got a he's got, knows a lot of songs and folk does. songs, and and he's a pretty good, but he's always kind of hoarse, like he yeah. smokes. He I think he smokes and drinks a lot, which yeah. is so on brand. It's so great. Yeah, and then Jared and I always get a dark and stormy when we're there. The price of the dark and stormy is different every time. It's awesome. It's, you, do, you know, it's like by a dollar or fifty cents, but sometimes it's six fifty, <laughs> sometimes it's eight fifty. I think we've had seven seventy five. <laughs> it's like, it's like <laughs> what do you think we're gonna pay today for the dark and stormy, so Jared? Awesome. Who knows? It's a mystery. It's so awesome, but they're good dark and stormies. They're yeah, they're good. I mean, they're made the right way. Uh, Gosling's and it, and Gosling's it is wrong. and it is dedicated to its founder. Captain, Captain Tony, Tony who, who was the mayor of Key West for a while. Beloved mayor of Key West for several terms, I think. Yeah, yeah. and there's also some spooky stuff, which we're going to talk about yeah. in here. We've, we've not experienced any spookiness, but we don't stay for that long either. We don't get totally No, we usually wasted. go in and have a couple drinks. and Yeah, but and it is a it. great hangout bar that has just super personality, I think. Yeah, and it's not, I mean, like, Sloppy Joe's is packed with tourists all the time. Like, it can be hard to get a drink. There's no locals in there. Um, it's loud, bright. It's loud, and it's, like, full. It, it's just sort of unpleasant. I mean, I find it unpleasant. Yeah. Uh, Captain Tony's, we almost always get to sit down when we're there, which is not that it's unpopular. Yeah. Just, I think that, you know, we go. There's a lot of locals who go there. Um, I mean, certainly everywhere in Key West has tourists that go there, too. Um, but, yeah, it's a it's a pretty pleasant experience, and uh, I'm a fan. I like it. Yeah. yeah. So... All right, so we're talking about the lady in blue at Captain Tony's. I have tried to see her before, and uh, I have never seen her. But 
Okay, so I'm reading you today two stories from the book Haunted Key West by David L. Sloan. Should we finish the stories about Captain Tony? I mean, the fact that there are bottles of holy water. Oh, no, I want to get through this first, okay, and then right. we'll add the other stuff, because right, some right. of it's going to be in this story. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah, I don't want to preempt it. Yeah, go um, But yeah, so there, this book, Haunted Key West, I mean, I think we've looked at this book in various stores in Key West a dozen times, so I finally bought it. I'm, I'm sure they have you. it at the airport. Yeah, they do have it at the airport. Uh, I, I, I occasionally think, like, once we've done the podcast long enough, I can put together a book of short little murder stories oh my god except totally not can. the ones that i took from terry schmidt but other no, ones that's right uh and it will be in the airport in key west because there's not that many books about key west so <laughs> someday a yep. couple years from now look for true crime murders in paradise by jen Goldbeck and jr dad in the key west airport golden ratio four writes a book <laughs> okay so I'm basically just reading to you from this book, Haunted Key West by David L. Sloan. You can buy it on Amazon, which is what I did. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think he's recounting a story basically that he got on a ghost tour that he took. And we have taken a ghost tour, but I don't think we went to Captain... Oh, we talked about it. I don't know that we went. First time we talked about it. Yeah, we didn't yeah. go. Uh, all right, so we talked about the hanging tree. That goes in there. Uh, one unfortunate victim of the hanging tree still haunts the bar and is known as the Lady in Blue. Now, there's different origin stories of the Lady in Blue, so I'm going to read you this one. We'll talk about the other one. So this is from the book. Back in the day, Key West was a pretty tight-knit community, but it seems this lady had a few problems. One night, she murdered her husband and her two children. It was a brutal story, and some accounts even have her chopping them up into little pieces before retiring for the night. The town folk did not take too kindly to the murder. As word spread, a lynch mob was formed to bring justice. It was just before dawn when they burst into the murderer's house, ripped her from her bed. The group marched her clad only in her blue nightgown down to the hanging tree where a noose was placed around her neck. The knot of the noose serves two purposes. One is to create a loop so the person doesn't slip away, but the other is to crack the victim's neck so they die a little quicker. This lady's neck didn't break when she was hanged, and she strangled to death by tension. It was said that as the life drained from her body, her face turned the same color blue as her nightgown, and she haunts the bar to this very day. She's most often seen in the ladies' bathroom, which is what we have heard. Yep. Um, we like Captain Tony's. I don't know about the men's room, but the ladies' room is grim. The bathrooms there are grim. Yeah, men. It helps me drunk to go oh to the bathroom. Oh my God, there. it's not. It's not good. I, I don't. I ju it's just old school, man. Yep. Uh, so the story is that if you go into the ladies' room and you look in the mirror, so the ladies' room is like cinder block walls and a very uneven concrete floor. The toilet's like not quite bolted down to the floor. Sounds like a truck stop. It. Uh, truck stops have better bathrooms than this <laughs> for sure these kind of rickety like wood stall dividers that like clearly some guy built in an afternoon oh you guys have stalls i mean all women's bathrooms have stalls hmm. there's no stalls in the men's room no you got to do some serious business no options there yeah interesting yeah uh <laughs> women's room all i mean what like there are no urinals in women's rooms dear no no that's uh, true. Just dolls. Uh, yeah, everything is kind of off kilter and not well lined up. Uh, I don't even know that it's that dirty, but it like needs some 
paint and I don't it could be that dirty. Uh but there is like a like straight up like glass mirror bolted to the wall over the one stained like rust stained cracked sink. <laughs> and the story is that if you look in that mirror, sometimes you'll see the lady in blue standing behind you. That's creepy. In the mirror. If you turn, she's not there, but you'll see her in the mirror. Man, that's um, exactly how it happens. This is kind of the only thing that's got me into the bathroom there because I'm always like, I can always use the bathroom someplace else, but I don't <laughs> want to use this one. Oh, but maybe I'll see the ghost. Uh, so I did not actually see the ghost. The few times I've used the bathroom there. Um, so yeah, that's the lady in blue that she apparently haunts the bathroom there. Uh so continuing the book, it says, this is a story from someone. Yesterday, we were walking by Captain Tony's when this guy spotted a skeleton behind the bar. There is a skeleton behind the bar. Like a, there's a big pirate thing going on in Key West. Uh, so we went in to look around. My sister decided to use the bathroom before we left. That was a mistake. Yeah. I know. You, if you need to use the bathroom, I'll, there are better places. <laughs> <laughs> uh so the ladies' room was empty, so we sent Patrick in there. So Patrick had to go to the bathroom. For some reason, he didn't want to go into the men's room alone. Oh, I can see why. Oh, is it that bad? It's okay. grim. Yeah. So uh, they sent him into the ladies' room. It sounds like Patrick may have been a younger <laughs> person. Sure. Like, not full adult. Um, so it goes into the ladies' room because there's nobody in there. He comes out of the bathroom and said he was hearing voices. He kept talking about the lady in the bathroom who was trying to scare him. She said to get out and that she doesn't like me. But no one was in the bathroom because his mom had just checked. <laughs> and, the, and this guy says, she said she wanted to cut me. Oh, I'll cut you. I'll cut you. <laughs> that would be terrifying to have a ghost just be like, I'll cut you. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. Um, and then it's like most of the group heard the story and then went into Captain Tony's for a drink, which is pretty far from the course in Key West. Uh, so that's the lady in blue in Key West. She haunts the bathroom. That's all of the story that's in there. But we do have the other story, which is um, so there have been a lot of hurricanes that have come through Key West. And one of them flooded. I mean, several of them have flooded. Um, but it maybe was the last one, the 1935, mm -hmm. the Labor Day hurricane um, flooded it. And of course, it, like the, all the keys are just rocks, coral rocks in the ocean. There's if no you dirt. dig down, there's ocean. <laughs> like that's what happens. You dig a hole <laughs> and then seawater fills it up. So all the graves are above ground. You don't dig an underground grave. Uh, and so when this hurricane came through, it flooded out the cemeteries and there were bodies and coffins washed out of the cemeteries in the street. It was super grim. And... Uh, some of the bodies ended up in what was then an empty lot next to Captain Tony's. And now headstones also were washed away. And so if you go, the main bar of Captain Tony's, it has the tree, has like the bar, the U-shaped bar. And then uh, you kind of step down into a pool room with a couple Probably pool tables. tables. Yeah. yeah. And that's sort of the addition to Captain Tony's. That wasn't part of the original bar. And the rumor is that they were trying to build the extension to the bar onto this plot of land. 
but there were bodies there and uh at, you know at the same time washed up from this hurricane and so they kind of quickly buried the bodies and the headstones are still there so if you go into the pool room at captain tony's there are headstones in the wall and they allegedly contain the bodies of some people who were disinterred by this hurricane and they basically just poured a concrete slab over it so they could get their permits and uh, and say, no, no, there weren't any bodies. Like, that's just a headstone that washed over here. But there are, as Dad alluded to, there's vials of holy water like bottles, in the walls. A layer of bottles of holy water, like, between the addition and the, and the bar part. Yeah. So the theory being that, like, they buried the bodies kind of under this lab. Uh, just in case. <laughs> yeah, just to prevent haunting, they had someone come in uh whatever i i mean it wasn't a priest i think it was a woman who came in but who you know was, was she interested wearing in, blue <laughs> in spiritual things and she's uh i mean there's a lot of like voodoo kind of stuff in key west too and she said yeah you got to put holy water in the walls and so you can see the vials of holy water and the headstone it's cool uh, in the wall yeah. in the billiard room in captain tony's so. so cool and you can get drinks i mean all of yeah. this and you can also <laughs> get drinks come on yep so if you go to key west go to captain tony's and uh check out the billiard space and have it dark and stormy yeah and if you have any requests to be music to be played that dude will totally know it and play it he really well. plays everything pretty well yep pretty well yep. Uh, he's good at interacting with the crowd. <laughs> Not the best singer in Key West. No, but he's enthusiastic. Yeah, I mean, he's been there for a long time. Okay, so that's our Captain Tony story. The yeah. second story is a new one to me, The Ghost of the Overseas Highway. Oh, that is good. Yeah, so the Overseas Highway is Route 1, which runs, uh, I mean, from Maine all the way down to Key West. Correct. Uh, we've basically been on both ends of it. We yeah. didn't, we're, we stopped a few miles short of the northernmost point of it in Maine. We, we turned off to go to Lubeck. Lubeck, yeah. Um, I've driven an awful big We were big close. Swap. I mean, we did make it to Canada, just not on Route 1. Yep, yep. Uh, so, yeah, it goes all the way down. But uh, it's the when we talk about the one road in the Keys, the one road is the overseas highway, which is Route 1, uh, which is like the only road through the Keys. And uh, it ends in key west so this is the ghost of the overseas highway so i'm just going to read to you again this is from haunted key west by david l sloan she began to panic heavy rain hit the windshield and the wipers could not keep up with the torrent of water slow down the blacktop road in pitch dark sky blended seamlessly and frequent bolts of lightning provided the only means of navigation oh my god i think i'm going to die tammy sigmund came to key west from plano texas eight months after her husband passed away it had been a difficult year with the children, and the southernmost city seemed like an ideal place to enjoy a week of sun and fun while leaving her troubles back home. Does that mean maybe leaving also the kids back home? <laughs> <laughs> the thought crossed my mind. <laughs> uh, so she gets to Miami. Her rental car wasn't there. Anyway, she gets a car like for, I don't know. There's a whole bunch of stupid logistics about her getting her car. All right, so she's driving. She's irritated. It's been crappy. She's on Route 1, which is not well lit. It's pretty dark. Yeah. Um, because we want it to be dark down there. At our house on Sugarloaf Key, you can walk out into the front yard and see the Milky Way. You like, just look up. help but see the Milky Way. It's not like, oh, if I squint, I sort of see it. No, you look up Bam! and it's like there's it's a right there. chalkboard dust. 
on a blackboard, big Milky Way. So we don't have a lot of street lights down there, so you can see the Milky Way. Yeah. Uh, deal with it, Tammy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so she's driving. It starts raining. She's frustrated. Oh, my God, it's a rental car. She can't turn on the windshield wipers. She's, like, struggling to find it in her, quote, rented Hyundai. 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 Yeah. Uh, just great, she spoke aloud to no one in particular. Here I am, a single mom, stuck in a monsoon in the middle of nowhere, water on both sides of the road, and a piece of junk rental car that won't even defrost right. You don't need to defrost, Tammy, because it's, it doesn't frost down there. Anyway, damn it, she says. She considered pulling to the side of the road, but that would require being able to see the side of the road. And it's true that you could just end up in the ocean. Yeah, but still, you could slow down. She's a little frustrated. <laughs> she speaks aloud. Stopping seemed like a bad idea as well. What if someone else can't see me and plows into me from behind? Well, yeah. I, I got to say, Tammy, I mean, the stretch where there's nothing. Like, where is there a stretch that's nothing? Us. Like, Big Pine yeah. to Stock Island. You got to be way down there at that point. And there's still the occasional, like, gas Seven station mile or whatever. Seven mile bridge. Maybe, I guess maybe on the. Well, Don't can't pull, pull over. Off it. That's true. She might have tried. Uh, Cut her some slack, man. <laughs> She's just trying to have a good weekend. The storm's force increased, and she found her nose just inches from the windshield in a futile effort to make out the lines of the road. Can you it imagine? Was still attached to her face. Smushing her face on the windshield <laughs> to try to see it. Somebody, please help me! She begged, though no one else was in the car. I really, I don't like Tammy. Or was there? <laughs> At that moment, taillights appeared on the road in front of her. Tammy felt a hint of comfort knowing she was not the only one caught in this mess. Yeah, follow the taillights. That's what everyone else does. Yep. Judging by the steady speed of the other vehicle, the driver was not having the same problems with defrosters. I think they mean defoggers. Sure. The red taillights emitted a soothing glow that cast down on the yellow dividing line. As she grew more comfortable with the situation, the car gradually increased speed, and Tammy soon found that she was driving out of the storm. The mini convoy, that's cool, two, two cars, people. mini convoy, went on for 20 minutes before the rain reduced to a sprinkle. And that is true. That happens in the Keys where there's just like a cloud. It's raining real hard, and then you get past that cloud, and you're fine. Mm-hmm. Tammy wondered about the best way so to... So this must be true. That well. Tammy wondered about the best way to thank her new friend. Oh, we're friends now, because I was driving behind you. This is like a stalker dude. <laughs> we're friends now, Jen. Hi, girlfriend. <laughs> All right. Tammy wondered about the best way to thank her new friend. She considered stopping them for drinks. Oh, my God. This is like a creepy white dude. Hey, friend. <laughs> we drove by each other. Do you want to go get a drink? We were on the same road, heading the same way. This is clearly it's a dude fate. who wrote this story. And he just cast a female as a character because no woman would be like, I'm going to randomly stop that car and ask him to get a drink. Because I like to be murdered. <clears throat> oh, my God. All right. So, allegedly, Tammy wondered about the West way to thank her new friend, considered <laughs> stopping them for drinks, just passing by with a friendly honk and a hearty wave. A wave seemed like the most logical thing to do. They might not even realize that they saved my life, thought Tammy. They probably don't realize Tammy's that. a little histrionic here. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're driving in rain, Tammy. Your life was not at risk. She switched the wipers back to low and glanced down at the radio, turning it on at a low volume. When she <sighs> looked at the road ahead, the other car was, was gone. gone. What the? 
That's what it says. What, what the? <laughs> dot, 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 question mark. Nice. How did they disappear so quickly? Where did they go? Where could they go? All right. Tammy increased her speed in hopes of catching up to say thanks. But the road ahead was empty. No turnoffs, no restaurants or shops, just a two-lane highway with water on both sides. Tammy's vacation took a turn for the better, and she soon made Key West a regular getaway, returning several times a year, but flying directly into Key West each time. One evening, she met a couple at Mallory Square, and the conversation turned to the terrible storm they encountered on the drive down. They described zero visibility, inability to see the road, fear of going into the ocean, and the appearance of a pair of red taillights on a mystery car that led them safely through the storm. As the couple explained their brush with death, a chill shot down Tammy's spine. The car was there one second and gone the next, Greg explained. We'd... Greg has not been introduced to us, so I'm just going to assume couple. He's, he's one, one of, of the couples. Couple. It was the middle of the afternoon, and the... not that dark, even in a storm, <laughs> Greg. <laughs> it was the middle of the afternoon, and there was nowhere it could have gone, so we pulled into a little bait shop and asked the old man if there were any other roads. He was a bit reserved at first, but when we told him about what happened, he seemed to get a little bit choked up and then just smiled at us. Looks like you got a little help from the ghost of the Overseas Highway. Nice. Despite the unrivaled beauty of the Overseas Highway, the element of danger persists and several fatalities occur each year. That's right. One. Several people. There's like a sign, right? So like when I would drive to Chicago to visit my family for Christmas, uh, I would drive from D.C. to Chicago. And as I was going through Chicago to the town they live in, there would be a sign, so it's like middle of December when I'm going, and it would be like number of deaths so far in the year, and it would be like Road 500. traffic fatalities. Yeah, traffic yeah. fatalities, like 500 or something. There's one of those signs outside Key West. I believe it was at 2 when we were down there in August. Uh, I think 11 is the highest I've seen. So it's 100 miles of road. Yeah. Yeah, several fatalities a year. That's like <laughs> the drunk dude crashing into That's a one tree. guy. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it's not a dangerous road, you guys, at all. Not at all a dangerous road. All right. People say the mysterious car often described is driven by the ghost of someone who died driving off the overseas highway during a storm. Okay. (laughs) If one were to drive off the overseas highway during a storm and end up in the ocean, how deep is the ocean, Jared Dad? Six feet. No, five but, like, right off the road, it's, like, one foot deep. Oh, yeah. No, I'm like, thinking off, even off a bridge. If you drove off a bridge, it's five feet deep. There's a picture from, like, one of the hurricanes, like, in the 60s, where there's a semi-trailer that drove off a bridge, and the cab is in the water, and, like, the nose of the cab is underwater. <laughs> like, that's it. Isn't it? It's not that. It's not like you're driving off the Bay Bridge, you know, over the Chesapeake Bay, and there's, like, 40 feet of water under you. It's, like, three feet deep. Your car would get stuck, and you'd be pissed. You also, would not be there dead. there are guardrails, serious guardrails. Oh, my God. And, like, where there's not, like, on the bridges, there's guardrails. And if you're just on the highway, there's mangroves. You're not going to drive in the water. No, that's, hmm. <laughs> I'm not doing a good job telling this ghost story. This ghost story is some bullshit. <laughs> you got some exasperation going on. I'm sorry. All right. <clears throat> Let me try Exasperated again. story of Key West. Despite the unrivaled beauty of the overseas highway, the element of danger persists and several fatalities occur each year. People say the mysterious car often described as driven by the ghost of someone who died driving off the overseas highway during a storm. They lost their entire family, and though they can never find peace, 
their ghost sticks around to make sure everyone who drives the keys during a storm has a safe vacation. That's nice. <laughs> There's a bunch of bullshit. What? Right there. That's a nice ghost. He's happy. That's true. Friendly. That's a friendly ghost. He's friendly. Sorry that I got all <laughs> disbelieving it's on you all Casper-like. there. Casper-like. Oh my god. All right. Uh, anyway, those are our two ghost stories of the week. Um, so we've been releasing the podcast bi-weekly. Halloween is on Thursday, two weeks from now. So we're still going to put out one more ghost episode. Yeah, it's going to be better Halloween. than this one. <laughs> uh, I've got more ghost material. so. And it's not going to be Count Von Necrophiliac either. We covered him already. <laughs> I know. What so. a waste. That was untimely. <laughs> We'll uh, we'll talk more about him over on the oh, Golden Ratio podcast. We actually, for those of you who uh, don't listen or do listen, whatever, the Golden Ratio podcast, we have a very special Halloween episode in prep where we're like writing a like new short story. Dear Dad's looking at me all surprised. We talked about this. Had you had some drinks and you don't remember? I don't. It doesn't take drinks for me not to remember. <laughs> uh, we've got a whole plan of like a original haunted house story with sound effects and everything that we're going to do on the golden ratio podcast for things uh for halloween everyone has a role yeah but we'll also do some more ghost stories here so you have one more ghost story episode of murders in paradise coming uh in the meantime are you ready for a dog pellet cleanser yeah we didn't do one last time and people were uncleansed i got some comments that are like i need the pellet cleanser that robert the doll creeped me out it is creepy it is. And, and yes, we should have a palate cleanser. Okay. Always a dog palate cleanser. Yeah. Okay. So this is from CNN uh, from a week ago, October 8th, 2019. A dog saved his owner from a devastating house fire by nudging him with his nose to wake him up. There's a picture of the dog and the caption on CNN is Curly, the world's best dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's how Hops wakes me up. She yeah. nudges me with her nose, except yeah. she just wants attention. So here's the CNN article. Name a better pet than Curly. We'll wait. No. The brave dog saved his owner from a house fire that destroyed part of their South Carolina home. Brian Rand told CNN affiliate WJCL he found his best friend at an animal shelter three years ago. Right from the start, he just attached to me. He picked me. Rand, a Vietnam veteran, lives by himself and only woke up Monday morning after his dog began poking him with his nose. The city of Beaufort slash town of Port Royal Fire Department said, I got up and started walking, and as soon as I walked by the hallway, the house was overly smoky. Any amount of smoke is overly <laughs> smoky, everybody. <laughs> I saw the flames through the side window. Rand was able to get out of the house with Curly and call 911, the fire department said. Authorities were able to save some of his belongings, including his war medals. Good job. Now, Rand said his home looks like a, quote, disaster. The fire damage was extensive, the affiliate reported. I forget what it used to look like, he said, but they both made it out all right. So, we're not saying adopting a dog could save your life, but it could. Yeah. Aren't there studies that say having a dog makes you less likely to die? Yeah, there are studies. For all sorts of reasons, they're good for you. Yeah, so. Including they could save you from a fire. So, Curly, good job, Curly. I hope you got a lot of snakes. Good job, Curly. I'm glad you got out, too. Yep. So, we'll uh, we'll link to that story as well, though. I just read you the whole story. Well, he's the world's best dog. Yeah, good job, Curly. Pretty good. Indeed. (laughs) All right, well. That's our episode for this week. We will see you a little bit early in a couple weeks with more ghost stories from the Keys for Spooky Halloween. (laughs) Halloween. Halloween. Uh, And until next week, don't conk out. Yeah. Bye. Bye.